Good morning, Evangel Youth. Welcome to Evangel Youth Podcast. You're here with Pastor Jake. I'm joined by Blake Barber and Noah Shores. We're here coming talking to you about a couple of things. We've been in a series called Royals, going through a couple of things about kings, queens, and wannabes. We're excited to talk to you guys about it. I think there's going to be some great conversation from last week and this week. Get ready for an awesome recap. Again, good morning, good morning. We are coming at you this morning on a Thursday, and we are wanting to talk to you guys about a couple of things regarding royals. We have been in the series like we talked about in royals, and we've been talking about kings, queens, and wannabes. Last week, we talked about uh, King David and how Israel, Israel for the, the nation of Israel for 3,000 years, they never had a king, and they decided at one point that they wanted to have a king, so God gave them a king. At first it was Saul, and then it became King David. And uh, ultimately, we ended up talking about one of David's major failures. That's right. And uh, I've got the story right here in Psalm 51 of when he uh, kind of is overwhelmed by his failure. And just it, it, he explains everything. He explains himself and kind of lets it all out. It says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only I have sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Surely you desire truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom and the innocent place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. And I think the emotion that's kind of encapsulated in this is right after... Um, he is he is basically caught in his sin with the prophet Nathan who, who comes to him and talks to him about the sin that he had um, with his affair with Bathsheba. And this is just a man who was anointed to be king. He had a great calling on his life to lead the nation of Israel, the nation chosen by God, and he ultimately made a terrible decision. I don't believe he was a terrible person. I believe he made a terrible decision. Right. And I think that when we look at specifically, specifically, when he talks about in in Psalm fifty Psalm fifty one and verse ten, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Don't cast me from your presence, God. I know I've made a mistake. He's saying, God, I, I want you to cleanse me. I need help. I'm, I've I've made a mistake. Don't don't kick me out. Don't give up on me. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. But he says in chapter twelve or in verse twelve, restore to me the joy of my salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. I mean, I, I can't be the only one that's ever felt felt like that. Yeah. Well, I love how vulnerable he is in, when he's talking like that. You know, just open w- with the things he's done and, and wanting to get better. That's I think there's, there's a lot to say in being, in being vulnerable. Well, it ultimately starts to reveal his, his true character. Right. You know, because character can be refined and character can be defined. So in this moment, this is a defining moment for, 
for David, and we see that because of how he how he reacts to what we talked about last night. In, in service, we talked about how his son, um, who's a consequence of this action of his affair with Bathsheba, we talked about his son Absalom eventually with pride in his heart and arrogance in his spirit, he tries to, to take the crown from David. Um, and we talked about how ultimately through all of that, through David going to battle with his son, ultimately he ends up where a battle was inevitable. Absalom was coming to kill David and to take the crown. And um, David does something outrageous, outrageous. And I think it's because of the defining moment that he had in Psalm 51, where he wrote that Psalm when, when Nathan called him out for what he was doing. But he says something crazy. So Absalom is on his way. It's a bad man. To kill David. He's on his way. And this is what David says. And the king gave his command to the troops and says, For my sake, deal gently with young Absalom. And all the troops heard the king give this order in his commands. So here's a man that knows there's somebody out to come and kill him. It's even his own flesh and blood. And what is his response? Deal gently. Deal gently. I would hope that I would be the same. (laughs) But I'm a little nervous to say that I would be. You know what that that feels like to me? is like That kind of feels like our relationship with Christ. Because we'll go through times, you know, where we're like, I mean, we're not on Christ's side. But then he's always like, you know, be merciful with him. You know, he's still going to fight for us. That's good. I, I, I kind of, that's how I kind of piece that together. That's yeah. how I, I put that in my head. Scripture tells us we can come boldly before the throne of the throne of grace. Right. No matter like what we've done or the things that we've, you know, the sins we've committed or the mistakes that we've made, we can come boldly before the throne of grace. Um, and he gives, he gives grace according to his riches, not according to our failure. So it's out of his goodness is where the grace comes from. But even through all of that, and it, the story goes on, and Absalom ends up dying um, against what David had commanded him to do. And um, I, w- I want to just kind of put the nail, um, put the nail on the head on this point. In verse 33 in Second Samuel chapter 18, um, David is just told uh, that Absalom is dead, and it says the king was overcome with emotion. He went up to the room over the gateway and burst into tears. As he went, he cried, "Oh, my son Absalom!" My son, my son Absalom, if only I had died instead of you. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. In a moment where he could say, thank God you took care of my enemy. In a moment where he could be so judgmental toward Absalom. I can't believe he was so prideful. I can't believe he was so arrogant. He still loved him. He still had grace and he still had mercy. And I believe that's the heart that the Bible attributes David to having as a man of after God's own heart. I believe that's what that, that's exemplifying because that's the heart of God. Even when we make mistakes and even when we hurt God and we, we fall, we can still come boldly before the throne of grace and he gives grace and mercy according to his righteousness and his riches. And that's the thing. People people didn't understand that. Like Joab in the next chapter is like gets vividly mad with him about about like, you know, you haven't even went out and congratulated your troops. Yeah. Like, we just did your work for us. And uh, I think he said something along the lines of uh you love those who hate you and hate those who love you. Yeah. And so people didn't understand. They didn't understand why he would still have this passion and this grace for, for someone that had wronged him in that way. Right. And even we fast forward to scriptures in New Testament, it still didn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. With the woman caught in adultery, it's, it still didn't make sense. This woman was blatantly caught in sin. Scripture tells us what should have happened. 
but inevitably grace was given and it didn't make sense to them and the Pharisees and the men that were there were just so overcome with anger that they they were so ready to stone her and putting Jesus in a place to make that decision and still grace won. I think it shows a lot about David's character change because in Psalm 51 you've got him just saying he's he's been so wrong but please forgive him you know he's willing to change and everybody can say that they're wrong but everybody's not going to be willing to change and actually make an effort and David makes that effort and he lives with his heart for God and then when he sees I think he sees a lot of his old self in his son when his son is full of pride and very arrogant I think he sees you know the same self-destruction in his son that he saw in himself and that's that good. Is one of the reasons that he was you know so willing to spare him and wanted him to live yeah. so that he would have the same opportunity to come back that david did that's a great thought so as we go forward like in life thinking about you know the the, the two vast differences between these two people um, noah brought a great point about you know them being hey this might be what david is you know self-projecting his life that it used to look like but there's two ways that you can you can now approach this story is looking at through it the lens of Absalom of wanting um, wanting an inheritance, wanting position, wanting power so badly that you're willing to do whatever it takes, which is oftentimes where we find ourselves in selfishness and pride that it blinds us and leads us to our own destruction. Or you get to a place where you know you've been appointed and placed by God. It doesn't make you perfect as we've seen with David's life, but you've been anointed and you've been placed by God and ultimately you start to follow after God's heart. Yeah. And what is that? That's abounding in love and grace and mercy. And then you become defined in your character through refining your character through moments like when Nathan calls him out. Through moments where he has to be blatantly honest with his struggle and with his sin and say, create in me a pure heart. Create in me a pure heart. Restore the joy of my salvation. Sustain me, O oh God. So I think if anything that we can learn from these two stories kind of mashed together into one. It's to allow that defining moment in your life with character and the refining of your character to progress into what God's heart is like, is abounding in love, abounding in grace, and abounding in mercy. Right. So I think as we go forward, EC Youth, as you go forward, listeners, as you go forward, man, allow the refining moments of your character to be one that develops you to be exactly who God's calling you to be. No matter if someone's out to kill you, to destroy you, to see you fail, you can still have the heart that you know, God can still use them. God can still be there for them. The same grace that saved you from your sin and destruction can be the same grace that saves you or saves them from their sin and their destruction. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in with this, the EC Youth Podcast. Man, listen, we've had great conversation. We're looking forward to bringing you more uh, on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. Man, we've had a great time. Thank you, Blake. Thank you, Noah, for joining today. I cannot wait for more conversation to come in the future. Looking forward to next week, week three of Royals. We'll see you here at Evangel Church.